Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to TGMR, the Galleries at Moore Radio, a public art talk radio station broadcasting from the Moore College of Art and Design. Listen live, search the archive of past broadcasts, or find out how you can get on the air at thegalleriesatmoore.org. My name is Imani Roach, and I'm here with another installment of Art Blog Radio. Today, I'm very excited that we are talking to a musician, poet, artist, multidisciplinary artist, uh, Lauren Nafisha. Say hello, Lauren. Hi, thanks for having me, Amani. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, so I, I first met you maybe about a month ago. It was about that. Uh, having coffee with Roberta. Um, and, you know, hearing you talk about your story and all the different things you're involved in really, like, blew, m- blew my mind, sort of how many different areas of art you're involved in, um, even aside from just, you know, making visual art, making music. Um, and so one of the things that I was wondering is sort of where did you get your start creatively? Like, who were your first teachers? What was your first kind of creative passion? Right, yeah. Um, for me, it's funny, we're at Moore, but my high school art teacher went to Moore, so oh. that's pretty interesting. Um, so I enjoyed like art class, visual art, uh, but I also, I think that it was a collection of music, seeing music and art together. I was a big Jimi Hendrix fan growing up, and so if you look at his albums, it was like, the music was art, but then the visual art on the albums really um, captivated me. And so... I think it was a mixture of those things and just being an artist internally. Um, my parents are artists, but they also had other full-time jobs. Um, my mom is a social worker. My dad is a printer. And so I would see them do their full-time jobs, but then I would also see them do their art. For example, my mom, is a uh, she's, she just knows a lot about fashion. She's a seamstress, um, and she we grew up with her doing our clothes from being little kids on up. So just seeing those things and seeing that creativity, we were always immersed in the arts. Um, even growing up, we would go to New York to go see Alvin Ailey a few times a year. Like that was just our thing. And I still like to do that. So just seeing the arts uh, on a broad scale made me want to try everything. So, <laughs> And I would imagine your parents probably encouraged you since they were both creative themselves. Right. Absolutely. They, um, they allowed me to try new things. Um, like we talked about in our first conversation, I had these red locks when I was little. Like my mom was just like, go, go for it. See what you like and see um, what you want to do and who you want to be. She allowed me to explore those things. And um, so they, they pushed things. If they saw that we were interested in anything, they pushed for us to do those things and to stick with it. Yeah. Um, one thing that I also was really surprised to hear is that you were a pretty serious athlete as well, yeah. like a, a, a track star, right? Track, yes, and um, basketball. Oh, wow. Yeah, I played basketball in college. Um, I was a starting point guard, and I'm pretty small, so it was interesting being a small um, a small athlete, small basketball player. And then I went on from there and started boxing. I don't know if we've talked no. about it. We haven't talked about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I, I fought for the U.S. team, T, Team USA, and uh, won two national championships and fought at the world championships. So that was back in, like, 2010. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't brief you on that oh. one. <laughs> wow. Wait, so you when did you start boxing? Uh, my junior year in college. Yeah. And how? What in the world made you think? <laughs> let me get in a ring with someone else and and let them yeah pummel me. <laughs> well, the goal is to not get right. pummeled. <laughs> but I um I was going through a lot of emotional distress in my early twenties, mid twenties. I was going through a lot of depression. Yeah. Um, not understanding a lot of things in the world and just feeling really down. So my uh, uncle is a boxing coach. And so I went to the gym, and he asked me if I wanted to just train or if I wanted to fight. And that first day, I said, yeah, I want to fight. Um, I think I was very angry. <laughs> and so I, um, from there, started training. And within my first year of boxing, I won my first national championship. So it was crazy. Quick movement up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that also blows my mind because I feel like for so many artists um, – Sports and especially like more aggressive sports like boxing feel like a whole other world, you know, yeah. if they feel really antithetical to each other. So it's so interesting to me. Was that, was there a cognitive dissonance for you there between those two parts of yourself or was it more like integrated? Uh, I think at first it was. And I think that was a societal thing, right? Because I think that society kind of looks at it as these separate things. But right. when I really started to look within, I started seeing a lot of similarities. Um, when I am in the boxing ring, it is the same feeling that I have on a stage or when I'm making art. There's like, I don't know if it's endorphins or what, but I feel very high. Huh. So it's the same, to me, I, th I feel like I'm using the same brain power to do those things. Huh, and do you still box? I do, I don't compete anymore, but I still train, yeah. That's so interesting also just because I mean, having listened to a little bit of your music and having seen um, some of the themes in your visual art, you seem like such a peaceful, yeah. centered person. So how does that work? Uh, well, you know, I grew up with my dad, who's a martial artist. He's a black belt. And um, I would watch him with the discipline. Um, mm. And there's a lot of peace in watching that. It is a, a combative sport, and it's the same with boxing. It's combative. But at the same time, it's pretty peaceful. It, it forces you to uh, slow down the world around you and really focus on one thing at that moment. So I find a lot of peace in that. Um, yeah, so it's to me, and then I haven't been in any fights on the street. So growing up, I was very introverted, never got in fights really, um, except with my family, like well, sister, brother, yeah. cousin stuff. Like That's do. normal. <laughs> <laughs> but I just never got in fights, and I kind of stayed away from that. And I was always athletic, so I don't know if like other girls were just like, oh, I'm not fighting her. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want anything <laughs> with like, that wiry girl over there. <laughs> right. Or I don't know what it was, but yeah. I just didn't get in fights. So when I got in the ring, it was it wasn't me trying to destroy this person. It literally to me was a sport. And we're, you know, I would fight with, I, I was friends with a lot of the, the ladies that I fought. Um, even when I fought on Team USA, we, we got to meet women from all over the world and we became friends. But we would get, when we got in the ring, it was like, in a sense, we were at war, but we could be friends after that. Right. So. Huh. So then when did music come into the picture? Like, when did, were you in your first band? When did you get your first, you know, instrument? Yeah. I've been, oh man, I've just been exploring music so much. Um, I came out with a hip hop album, like, this was 2016. I was working on my uh, grad school project, which was like women in hip hop, and I was studying that. 
but before that, I was um, I did a lot of poetry and just writing, and um, I picked up the guitar I think in 2015. Oh wow! Okay, 14 so or 15. Relatively recently. Relatively recently, yeah. I've just been <laughs> I put in a lot of work with yeah. it. I just spend a lot of time. Um, if I don't spend that time, I feel very bad. <laughs> I'm just like I need to get better. Like last week, I was away and I didn't have my guitar with me on a trip, and I was just like bugging out. Like, <laughs> I need my guitar. Um, so, yeah, I, I picked up the guitar. Just, you know what really got me was Lauren Hill's Unplugged. Mm. I was like, I write poetry. I sang a little bit. I could do that. So I, I picked up the guitar trying to do something like that, and, and now it's turning into what it's supposed to be, my own thing, not trying to be anybody else or uh, do anything else that is not me. I just kind of I write from my heart, and I try to uh, create music that matches that. And who are you working with right now? Are you doing, are you mostly writing sort of by yourself? Are you putting together a band? How is that working? Yeah, right now I have a, uh, I work with a studio, Independent Rock. I met them, we were, they worked at the community center that I was working at. I was an art director at Orange Corner Arts, which is in Hunting Park. Um, and I met them because I saw them, or no, one of my coworkers told me about them and she gave me a flyer. So I invited them out to see what they do, and they teach uh, youth how to do drums and guitar, all types of music, piano. And so I met them there, and then when I left, I wanted to uh, devote more time to my art and my music and to develop my craft. And so I reached out to them and just asked them about using their studio space. And from there, we decided to work together to develop some music. So typically, the way it works, we'll do some cover music, but we'll also uh, we'll look at some of the things that I've written and we'll develop music around it. Yeah. So one thing I think is interesting, um, you just mentioned now that for some time you were working more on the admin side, like right. more on the working with youth, teaching art side mm -hmm. of things, um, which I think is a job that a lot of artists, are kind of aiming for, you know, because right. it provides a certain amount of stability. Um, and it's also just really important work. Um, so how did you, I guess, first of all, how did you get into that work? And right. then also, how did you make the decision that it was time for you to just focus in on your own creative projects? Okay, yeah, that's both interesting answers. <laughs> um, when I moved, I was living in Miami for a while and boxing pretty much full-time. Um, and my undergrad degree is in fashion merchandising, so I was doing some fashion work down in Miami. And then I moved back to Jersey, Philly area, and my cousin invited me to come volunteer at a community center. And it's the community center that I worked at for the past five years. I started off just volunteering. I wanted to figure out what to do next with my life because I knew I wasn't boxing anymore competitively. And um, I was ready to move on, but I didn't exactly know what that was. I, all I knew was I liked to write poetry. And beyond that, I didn't really, wasn't doing a whole lot. Um, and so just trying to figure out direction. So I went there, volunteered a few times, and then the art director, my predecessor, was there. And she uh, got married, got pregnant, and decided that it was time for her to move on so she could raise her kids. She ended up having two boys. Um, and then she, they asked me to come on as the community arts director, and I was there for those five years. It was a great experience. I absolutely loved it. And um, then in the fall this year, uh, 
not everything rests around relationships, but this one situation did. And I was actually engaged, and I was going to move. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where were you going to um, move? California. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that fell through. And at the same time, I had already put in my uh, resignation. Oh. And the type of place that it was, I probably could have stayed. But at that point, it was kind of a pivotal moment for me. And it was, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond to this? And what's the next step? And it really made me think about what's important to me and what do I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, and in that answer, I found that I wanted to do music and I wanted to make art and I wanted to explore creative avenues as best I could. So this year, I decided that I would spend the year just doing that, just really spending a ton of time. Like, I mean, I spent hours most of my days just making art and making music and just trying to you know, immerse myself in that and learn as much as I can, yeah. Do you have a studio space for your art making practice? No, right now I work out of my house, <laughs> so people so, always ask me how do I get stuff done in my house. Well, because having seen some of your work, so, um, I mean, I'm sure you do other things, but the main thing I am familiar with from you are these fairly large mosaic pieces, yes. um, which I imagine require a lot of materials. Yes. Um, so how do you manage that, doing that out of your home? <laughs> when I'm working on a piece, everything goes to hell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I, I give up on uh, trying to keep everything together. <laughs> like, if I'm immersed in a piece, it's just that's what it is for that time. Yeah. Um, you know, the when I do get a studio, when I start using a studio space, I imagine it'll be a lot more organized, my life. Um, but right now, I just, I allow myself to go there and not get frustrated with myself. Yeah. And I just finished a piece last night, and when I, it was like the middle of the night, finished it, and then when I finished it, I just went to sleep, and tonight, I'll probably clean up. You know, I just, I don't, I'm not a perfectionist, and I guess that's good and bad, yeah. but I don't allow myself to get too upset about those things. What was the piece that you just finished last night? Uh, this one, I'm really excited about this piece. I'll be posting it a little bit later on my blog, but, um... It's called Girl You Too, and so it's, I do four images of women of uh, different backgrounds, and then around it, it's all about the Me Too movement. Mm. So I wanted to give my take on it, add my voice to what's going on, and to highlight some, some of the marginalized in our society that uh, we don't necessarily talk about a whole lot, but some things that moved me recently was... Uh, a woman that was doing mosque me too. So oh. the uh, many Muslim women that have been dealing with um, abuse and exploitation. And then um, there was a documentary that I watched recently called uh, Rape on the Night Shift. Huh. And it's about women that are working overnight as custodians that oh, have been wow. raped. And so I wanted to highlight some of their experiences, some things that we don't necessarily hear in... Um, I guess the mass media, mm -hmm. you know, because right now we're hearing a lot about the more famous people, right. and they have valid stories also, but just wanted to highlight some of the other marginalized in our societies. Absolutely. And it seems also like those women are so much more vulnerable and have less recourse in right. a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so how did you come upon the medium of... Um, Mosaic. How did that happen? That happened through the community center, too. This is funny. I learned a lot at that community center. 
um, from the kids. Uh, so I really appreciate that experience. The, the first day that I went to the community center, I saw kids making mosaics. Hmm. And there was something that drew me to it. I felt like I was coming from a place of brokenness. Hmm. And so when I saw them putting the glass together and the tiles together, I just saw them putting, in a sense, lives together. And I, I just saw that metaphor very clearly in my mind. Hmm. And it really moved me. And so I went home that night and got went to the dollar store and brought some plates. That first day? That first day. Wow. Yeah. And those were some of my first mosaics. They were just plates and, and picture frames. And I made some frames. And from there, it just kind of like I got really obsessed with it. And I wanted to do more things. And so uh, when I started making music, I started making these guitars. And uh, I really enjoy doing mosaic guitars and telling stories through that. Hmm. Yeah. <coughs> and then at what point did you start to think, okay, this is something that I want to share with right. other people? Uh, you know, some artists I think are very inward, I guess, or I'm introverted, but like I like to perform too. Yeah. So in that sense, when I make art, I like to share it. Hmm. So it was almost immediately. Hmm. I'm that kid that, like, and I'm very close with my parents, so that kid that they finish something, they're like, Mommy, look. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm that person. Like, my mom, I, she, this morning she looked at my mosaic, and she was like, well, it's pretty good. I said, I guess i got to work harder, because all I got was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a funny conversation we had. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm always showing what I'm working on, and I have to force myself not to sometimes mm. so that I can allow it to become what it is without any other... Um, voices so almost immediately when I finished some of my mosaics my first ones I just wanted to share I think I started giving them away mm. so I gave away a few some picture frames because I liked them so I thought somebody else would like this and I like to just give things away probably to my detriment sometimes yeah <laughs> but now you're not giving it away because you right. <laughs> how you're represented by a gallery now right yeah in Haddonfield I have some of my work up um, in Haddonfield New Jersey it's called the Bell Art Gallery. It's right on the main street. Um, they have some of my work up, and they're very supportive of what I'm what I'm doing, and I'm hoping to get my work up in some places in Philly also. That's fantastic. So what is it like now going from a place where you're giving stuff away to going to, like, making, you know, getting commissions <laughs> right. and making money and <laughs> setting prices and all of that? Wow. It's, it's really nice. Um, you know, as an artist, making income with it can be really a struggle. Um, and getting people to understand your art and what you're doing and the significance of it and to value it has been a journey. Um, and so I, you know, internally I decided years ago that I was going to make art for uh, social change. I didn't want to just, and that's music, art, everything that I do, I want it to be a progression in our society. And so doing that, I found that People really understand that because yeah. a lot of people are affected by the things that I make art about. Um, and so I've been able to sell some pieces that um, I'm really proud of and really thankful for everyone that's just been interested in my art and see the value in it. And um, even just the small things like a comment on social media, that just makes me happy to see that other people see my art and um, and they, they love it. So. It's just been nice to be able to make income for with what I love to do. That's my goal. I've I've worked a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs. <laughs> uh, apparently, 
<laughs> they're Apparently. endless. But I got to a point where I was like, I'm tired <laughs> of working these jobs, of these millions of jobs, and I want to do things that are significant. And so the art and the music and whatever else I do, I try to make it significant. So being able to live off of that is a great thing. So now that you're super official, uh, where do you <laughs> get your uh, materials? Are you still starting at the dollar store, or where do you get your... Oh, yeah. Well, I've started... I moved from plates and cups and things like that to more of a glass and tiles. Um, very much so glass. So there's some glass stores in Jersey. I live in Jersey, so I, I go to, like, Cherry Hill. There's some stores that I can get some large sheets of glass, and they last me a good amount of time. Um, like salvage stores or what kind of? Oh no, they have like uh, stained glass oh, stores. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I use a lot of stained glass, and huh. I want to learn a little bit more with stained glass. But I I break up the glass to make my mosaics. I can do more intricate things with the smaller you know pieces of glass than right. the bigger tiles. I feel like that would be cathartic. I'm trying to imagine like the process of breaking <laughs> yeah. glass. It definitely is. I put my goggles on and I just go to work. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, my, my sister had her baby at home the other day, and I said, you can't come in this room. Like, there's glass <laughs> everywhere. Don't go in there. So I, it's, it's, a, it's a very cathartic thing, but there is glass shards everywhere in the process. Um, but I absolutely enjoy it. I've done some workshops with, like, um, what are they called? Like, uh, homes with woman like rehabilitation homes and things mm, like that yeah and so i've done some workshops where we broke up tiles and and just took hammers to them and oh, wow. you know we used art as metaphor for their lives and take it like i said before taking the broken pieces and putting them together yeah so, yeah transition home was that that's what i was thinking of wow yeah um so you mentioned also fashion merchandising was yes. your major undergraduate right um is that still something that you're working on, like making clothes? Yeah, absolutely. About style. Right. Um, I'm designing clothes all the time. Oh, really? Still? Just for myself. Like I make a lot of my own clothes. Oh wow. <laughs> of course, nothing that I have on today. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to make clothes, and I don't think that will ever get old. I've been making clothes most of my life. My mom taught me at a young age how to use a sewing machine and how to make my own clothes. And so I've just been doing that and hopefully we'll continue to do that. And I plan on creating uh, some lines of clothing within the next year that I'll be able to market and get out there to everyone. I want to create some things that are fitting for everyone and that uh, are feasible in regards to income and all of that for, yeah. for people. So I have some ideas that I'm slowly slowly getting to <laughs> slow and steady wins the race so you are making clothes you're creating these incredible mosaics you're working on your music um is there another are there any other avenues of creativity that you haven't yet explored that you think hmm, i'd like to try that absolutely um I, you know, I've had some, a few experiences, I've had some fun, fun experiences that I'm laughing because the, it's just, I was in, I was a background for, in the background of Creed for the, you know, the Ryan Coogler film. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> I was in the background background. I joke and say, like, you'll see my pants in the, in the, <laughs> in the film, but I really enjoyed being on the set and just seeing the process of what they were doing and. 
I've always seen myself as a performing artist too. Huh. So uh, not that I want to do movies, but I would like to do some one-woman plays or things like that. I have some ideas that I'd like to uh, get out there in the right time um, that would fuse a lot of what I do and put it all together, whether it's the fashion, the art, the, the music, and uh, really just you know put all that together. Um, so that's one of my goals. I also would like to start uh, a podcast with storytelling. Hmm. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people have stories to tell that are not telling them. And a, one of my dreams, not to put my idea out there, because uh, I'm sure somebody else is doing this out there already, but to uh, hear the stories of people, you know, have them tell me their story and then create some art or music around that, some poetry. So that's one of my other goals, I guess, for this year, probably. Have you ever encountered uh, pushback from people who say, um, you know, you have to choose one thing, or how can you, uh, you know, do all these different kinds of, um, all these different, like, how can you engage in all these different kinds of art making and, and be serious about it or do it right. well? Have you ever encountered that? And, and if so, how do you sort of respond to that? Yeah, I I've, I have encountered it. Um, I, not a whole lot, but it's come. Yeah. And I think it's come in the form of these questions that people will put out there. And I just, I don't believe in, I just don't think I was created to do one thing. It, it actually creeps me out to think of doing <laughs> one thing. <laughs> doing one thing for kind of the rest of my life. What I did this year, though, is, is look at, what are those things that I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm. And it, it wasn't, when I phrase it that way, in my mind, it doesn't sound too um, creepy, I guess. It's things, plural. Yeah. There, there are multiple things that I can do. Um, uh, one of my parents' friends, I remember when I was younger, went back to school and became a psychiatrist, I think, and he didn't do that his whole life. So I saw things like that growing up, and I just thought, I can be multiple things. And yeah. I really, I'm a passion, passionate person, I guess. Right. Passion focused, and so when I'm passionate about something, then I just dive into it and put my energy into it. Right. And when the passion is gone, I allow it to go. Like, I don't feel like I have to force it. Or like, yeah, or yeah. put judgment on the fact that it's not something that you're into Yeah, anymore. yeah, because when I stopped boxing, a lot of people were like, why are you not boxing anymore? Hmm. I said, you know, when you're boxing, I'm small in the first place. I walk around at about 120 pounds, and I had to lose weight every time I fought. <laughs> so it was like... For, like, being in a certain category? Yeah, to, get in, to make sure that I was, like, 114 pounds, oh, you know, Lord. for fights. And so I was constantly dieting constantly losing weight and I know some boxers that do that their entire lives I just got sick of it I just was like I don't want to do this anymore and the passion was gone and I knew it was time to move on I'm so glad I did because I would have if I was still doing that I wouldn't have picked up the guitar right. I wouldn't have started doing mosaics I would have spent my life doing that and that wouldn't have been bad but I don't think that I would be as passionate about it now I don't think that I'll get tired of the mosaics and the the guitar because there's not this, and maybe it will come, maybe the day will come if I ever, like, do tours or something, but there's not this, like, heavy burden that I feel yeah. with it. It's a very, it's light, so, and I enjoy that. Well, speaking of light, um, I feel like looking at your work, I pick up on a lot of 
uh, themes around spirituality mm-hmm. and also in your in your music as well. Um, and so I, I guess my question is how important is is your spirituality to your art? How important is it to your life? Um, yeah. Yeah, my spirituality is definitely the center of of all that I do. Um, you know, I grew up in the Christian church and like from the time I was born <laughs> pretty much. And so it's just that is what I believe is is a core of who I am. And so when I create something, I don't want to create something outside of that that is just not me just so that I can create things. Now, I do create universal things that I think everybody can understand, you know, and and grab hold of. Um, but I do infuse my spirituality in what I do because it is a, a deep part of who I am. Yeah. Um, so what is... So the, you just finished the mosaic. Is, is that for someone in particular? or Not really. Okay. It, was a, it was something I just wanted to do um, and, and kind of just put out there and see where it goes. Yeah. So... You go home tonight, maybe you clean, maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> um, come Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. what are you working on? Like, what's the thing that's happening right now? Uh, the music. I have, uh, and I, I have some backup things that I need to work on. I have some writing, some poetry. I'll be at, uh, hold on, where is it? I think I'll be at the Woodmere. Oh. I need to confirm that. I'll give you a definite. I know it's a museum, and it's in... April, or no, May 11th, at a museum doing poetry. My friend is a jazz musician in the city. Oh. And so I'll be writing, uh, yeah, I, th- I believe it is the Woodmere. He does Friday nights at the Woodmere, Warren Ori, Ori and uh, the Arpeggio Jazz Ensemble. So uh, I'll be accompanying them with some poetry, and it's about women of jazz, oh, which wow. I really enjoy. I, I sent you the Nina Simone piece. Yeah. Like, I love uh, jazz music, and so I'll be doing some poetry there, and really my weekend is probably, I keep the Sabbath, so Saturday I'll be with a gathering my family has, and we'll be hanging out, and then probably going into the evening I'll start doing some writing. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, great. I, I was, my, my last question was just going to be, you know, where can people see you next, but it seems like you just yeah. answered. Yeah. Woodmere, <laughs> I'll May be at the 11th. Woodmere May 11th, um, and I hope that date is right, but it also will be on my website, which is... Yeah, so we need all the plugs. Right. So where can people follow you online, on social media, all that good stuff? Everything is Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, and then Nefesha, which is N-E-F-E-S-H-A. And so laurennefesha.com, social media is all Lauren Nefesha on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Nefesha. It's okay. I mispronounced it at the beginning. I'm very sorry. Well, you know what? I was born with that as my middle name, and my parents pronounce it Nefesha still, but I changed it because I found out in Hebrew the Nefesha is the spirit. Uh, I believe it's this life spirit or whatever, living, breathing breath of God, I believe, something like that. So. Huh, okay. Yeah, so I I changed it to Nefesha just because of the pronunciation of the Hebrew. That's all. Well, now so you I were know. Right, so. <laughs> now I know, though. Um, Thank you. Well, I guess I have one last question because you mentioned Hebrew. I noticed in a number of your mosaics you use right. Hebrew script. Um, are you? Do you feel a connection to Judaism? Do you? Pra- I guess I don't know how yeah. you practice. Yeah, I I would call myself more Hebrew. I study Hebrew. I do 
try to um I, we, we keep the holy days and all of that okay. so yeah wow. i guess you would call it a connection to judaism but we believe in the messiah so okay. i guess it's a little bit different but oh, yeah okay. so that's <laughs> that's it great um well thank you so much for talking to me i learned so many things i didn't already know i'm already like imagining you <laughs> in your early 20s working in fashion and also boxing full-time in Miami. And I feel like that in and of itself is like the premise of a television series or a movie or something. Right. You've lived Going so many lives. Going to electro dance clubs. <laughs> Man. Um, so thank you so much, Lauren Nefesha. Keep an eye out for her. Um, this has been Art Blog Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Goodbye.